Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? Because you know every day that we are alive and we are breathing is a beautiful day. We are here again on this planet in these bodies breathing. And if you're listening to this podcast, able to listen. So today um, I've got an oracle card for you to start off the episode. Um, and I'm going to tell you right from the get-go that I am not feeling so great today, um, both physically and psychologically and emotionally and just all the things. Um, but yeah, but we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. So the Oracle card for today is dun, 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 from the Starseed Oracle deck. It is lifting the veil, which is so uh, timely because I feel like that is what's happening in our world right now. Um, so questioning everything, anything unaligned must go. So here's what the guidebook says. Things aren't always as they seem. This era is one of uncovering mistruths so we can remember ancient truths. I feel like, oh my God, this is what's happening right now. Um, Everything is in a state of recall and realignment. Anything that isn't in harmony with the planet will not survive. This goes for our society and the world at large as well as in our own lives. And I'm going to pause here for a second and just say, yeah, this is so true. Um, Everyone's masks are being taken off. Everyone's veils are dropping. And so our true selves individually and collectively are being revealed, whether we like it or not. Um, As much as some of us might try to hide, to pull that veil back up, to put that mask back on, the things that are happening right now are putting, are just revealing ourselves, our true selves. Um, Okay, so here we go. If you pull this card, you're being called to energetically scan your life for things that may no longer be a vibrational match for who you are and how you've grown. To dismantle the systems and ways of being that once served you and others, but no longer do. Some star seeds are here to lift the veil between the seen and unseen worlds, to shine a light on things that are inauthentic or unaligned with the survival and well-being of Earth to stand for and protect those who don't have a voice. Hello, Palestine. They have a voice. I'm just amplifying it. To look deeper and question everything that previous generations did not. Some star seeds cannot tolerate things that aren't congruent, which is why I don't feel well, <laughs> which is why I feel a headache, which has migraine potential coming on. That's not part of the guidebook, by the way. <laughs> okay, so they are here to bring society and humanity back into harmony with the planet and the creator at large. 
If we tolerate things in our life that aren't aligned or congruent with it, we add to the misalignment of the planet. You're being called to trust yourself. Notice what's out of alignment and then take the baby steps required to bring it back into harmony. This is no easy feat, but it's so worthwhile, both individually and for the planet. I had to take a sip of water. Okay, so here's your starseed inquiry question. What isn't congruent in your life? How are you being called to bring back, bring it back into harmony? Now, there's a lot of incongruity that has been occurring on the planet. And now with, with what's happening in Palestine, there is, and, and other places. So what's happening in Palestine is now shining a light on what's happening in the Congo, what's happening in um, all these other places that I suddenly blanked on. Um, yeah, I just totally blanked, but there are other atrocities happening around the world. This one, Palestine just happens to have, um, the biggest spotlight right now. And so all the incongruities are coming up. All the injustices are coming to the fore and it's, it's gotten to a point where we cannot ignore that. We cannot look away. And if you choose to look away, one that speaks to your privilege, right? Um, and two, if you choose to look away, you are choosing to be complicit. Silence, choosing silence is choosing complicity. Now, that's not a blanket statement because there are nuances to silence, right? There are some silences that are intentional, that are moments of introversion to really inquire deep self-inquiry. Like, okay, let me just get quiet for a second. Let me be quiet for a second and just listen to what my heart is saying, to what my intuition is saying. But then there are silence where we're pretending that nothing's happening, that we're going into our daily, daily lives day to day, just like normal. And, um, and the silence, that kind of silence is deafening, particularly from those from our celebrity culture, from our, you know, pop culture. I have, um, this one woman, uh, Sarah Magdalene, I've mentioned her on the previous episode. She has been calling in some popular musicians who have shown their progressive, quote unquote, progressive politics, where um, they have stood up for women's rights, for example. Um, but then when it comes to Palestine, they are silent. And here's the thing. what This whole conversation requires a lot of nuance, yes, but ceasefire does not. We are asking for a ceasefire first and foremost. What happens after that is is up for for conversation, right? To have a dialogue. But the the main primary focus and goal right now is to stop the needless killing. It's to stop the violence, the massacre of Palestinians. And yes, I'm going to use really intense language to describe that because that is what's happening. And if you disagree, if you think this is a matter of opinion, then you need to check your news sources, right? Ask yourself, where am I getting my information? Is the information I am, you know, the, the news outlets that I am turning to, are they, who, who runs them? Who pays them? You know, who are they owned by? Look into that. It's, it's a, this, we live in a time where we need to really scrutinize where we are getting our information 
And to understand that when we strongly believe something, it is so easy to find evidence to support that. Because we, whether we're conscious of it or not, our subconscious will look for evidence to support the belief that we have. So if we say that eggs are the best thing to have for breakfast and everything else is trash for your body, you will find those studies that prove that. Never mind the studies that disprove it, because you know there are studies that disprove the thing that you, you know, let, let's, how many, of, how many of us have, have heard all of these sort of diet food um, studies that they've done where they're like, oh, having too many eggs at one time one day is bad for your heart, bad for your health. But then there's another study that says, actually, we recommend that you have at least two eggs a day because it's the good kind of cholesterol or whatever it is, right? So think about how there are so many studies out there just for food alone that contradict each other. As an example of we can find evidence for anything that we believe in, anything any evidence to support what we want to believe in. But when it comes to the killing of people, those numbers are not made up. And so we need to just call for a ceasefire. That's, that's what it is, right? But too many people are getting wrapped up into what happens after that. Worry about that when we get there, right? It is inhumane, unethical, I mean, unspeakable. What is happening in Palestine? I can't, I can't even. Um, so first and foremost, we, we are calling for a ceasefire. That's it. That's what we want. We want. Um, and if you notice that the pressure is on, that a lot of the corporations are feeling the pinch um, in their purses, so to speak. And so, um, so are various countries. So the tides are slowly shifting, but what I want to do is sort of bring that macro level of what's happening in the world, what's happening globally. I want to bring it down to the personal individual level because I have been talking about speaking your truth and I want to say it's not easy, right? There are some out there who make it seem easy, but you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't know what happens behind the screen. You might see people online who are proclaiming their truth. You might see people who are out on the streets protesting in favor of a free Palestine, but you don't know what happens outside of what you see. You don't know about the threats that people receive. You don't know about the repercussions of speaking out. Some people, I mean, to the extreme, some people are losing their jobs. People are losing friends. People are losing speaking gigs. Viet Nguyen had his um, lecture at the 92nd Street Wide canceled at the last minute. I mean, fortunately, McNally Jackson was like, hey, come, you know, speak at our bookstore. We will host you. Um, 
So there's, there's real consequences to speaking your truth. And I have been trying to encourage others to speak their truth, not just in relationship to what's happening in Palestine, but just even just the small personal truths, you know, like I have this boundary and you're crossing it right now and I need you to step back. That's just an example. But I want to uh, raise the question of like, what do you do when someone whose truth is diametrically opposed to yours, right? And here's the thing. And this, this requires a conversation or a discussion um, that is much larger than just one podcast episode. And it requires a discussion with people, not just me sharing my thoughts with you. It, um, it requires nuance, but I do want to at least start the conversation. I do want to invite you all, my listeners, to begin to ask these questions. Okay. So what happens when someone, you know, says, you know what, you're wrong. Your truth is wrong and my truth is right. Okay. Well, first of all, let us calm the nervous system because I'm sure that your nervous system will get activated because speaking your truth already feels like a risk, right? It's like, oh, you know, here's my truth and I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to share it because my truth doesn't necessarily fall in with the popular opinion. But this is what feels true in my heart. This is what feels aligned and what feels resonant. And now someone's coming after me to tell me, no, you're wrong or your truth offends my truth, right? And so your nervous system gets activated and you're like, okay, maybe I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak my truth. I'm not going to share my truth anymore. Here's the thing. First, ground yourself, right? Literally place both feet on the ground and just feel, I mean, stand if you can. And if you're sitting, then I guess remain seated, but then really feel your body making contact with the chair and the floor, depending on where you're at, right? Really grounding yourself, closing your eyes, taking deep breaths and feeling roots like coming out from the bottoms of your feet, from, you know, the bottom, your bottom, your butt, you know, into the chair and down into the earth. Visualize that and let yourself root down into the earth. Let Mother Earth hold you, okay? Take deep breaths and calm the nervous system. And if you need a mantra, I am safe. I am held. I am loved. I am safe. Those three mantras, just, you know, say that over and over. Just feel yourself grounded, okay? Let the nervous system regulate. We got that, okay? Then ask yourself if this person is right. Is their truth better than yours? Does it ring more true than yours? Is it truer than yours? You know, I mean, here's the thing. We know that everyone has their own individual truths, right? Like my favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate. And that is my truth, right? But my daughter might be like, no, 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 no. Strawberry is the best ice cream flavor there is, right? But that's her truth. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, I know I'm making like sort of light of, of truth by talking about ice cream, but we need to use non-politically charged examples in order to create this illustration. Okay. So we all have our individual truths, right? But when it comes to these larger truths, it's about what is in alignment with you in your deepest, truest heart. Okay. Let me see. How can I, how can I talk about this? All right. Let me, let me just give you the example of what happened to me the other day. So I shared my Speak Your Truth workshop, which is kicking off tomorrow, um, in a Facebook group that I'm in, right, of writers. And, you know, it was an invitation for folks to come sign up for the workshop uh, to, sh- to build resilience in their nervous system. It's a somatic writing experience where we do some somatic practices and then we'll do some generative writing to really get settled into speaking our truth. And I made mention of how scary it is to speak our truth right now because we see people losing their jobs, losing their friends, maybe family, you know, um, because they're speaking out against the genocide of Palestinians. And as soon as I posted that, a woman I don't know left a comment and basically called me anti-Semitic. And I was like, I literally, this is my, this is my comment. I go, I'm sorry, where in the language, what language, like where in the language does that say that? Or I think I said, where is that language? You know, because she's a writer and writers are very attuned to language. And I was very intentional about my language. And I'm like, where, like what language in my post was anti-Semitic because she, there was no, there's nothing in there. And she writes back and says, because I use the word genocide, that equates anti-Semitism. No, 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 it doesn't, you know, but I'm not going to engage with her. Um, her comment was very passive aggressive because she said something along the lines of like, well, thanks for being biased and anti-Semitic up front because this Jew knows to avoid you like the plague or to stay far away from you or something to that effect. Right. And then she, and then she was, you know, doing the passive aggressive. I'm so wounded thing. Apparently only some people's truths are worth speaking above others. All of these are projections of her own woundedness. And so, um, So yeah, so she went on to say that I was anti-Semitic because I used the word genocide and some other things that I I really don't remember because I didn't think my brain needed to hold on to such drivel. Um, And so I reported her to the admin because it was sort of a defamation of my reputation and my character to call me anti-Semitic when I didn't say anything like that. And I was not going to engage with this woman because it was very clear that she was speaking from a deeply wounded place, which I think is what's happening with a lot of Jewish people um, who for generations have been told that they are persecuted all the time. And I feel like 
and this is this is this is not a lie there is the holocaust right the that's a deep generational wound that a lot of jewish folks have inherited but it's a wound that has not been addressed and has not for a lot of people has not been healed and those who have not taken a deep look at that wound are now reacting in this way, like this woman, where they immediately yell anti-Semitism. That is their default sort of response or defense. They're, they're using victimization as a weapon. And it really is not a truth to try to squash somebody else's truth. You know, what I'm trying to say is everyone has their own individual truths. And if you are speaking from your heart, right? Wounds and all, right? And, and being aware of those wounds, not necessarily healed because healing is a lifelong process, lifelong journey. You're not done healing. But if you have that awareness and if you are tending to that wound, you can see that there is space, there is room for everyone's truths to exist simultaneously. One truth, if we are talking about what's deep in our heart and deep in our soul, our, our truth does not exclude others. Our truth does not eliminate the possibility of another's truth to coexist. This is the thing that where a lot of us wounded folks are are missing. The, the, the asleep people will say. There is room for everybody. When we talk about a free Palestine, it doesn't mean an elimination of... Jewish people, it means let us create a space that includes us all. Because if you think about it, there was no Middle East conflict before 1948, was there? I mean, right? So it is possible to coexist. It is possible to have room for everybody. And when people are speaking truths, and I'm going to use air quotes for that. If we're speaking quote unquote truths that exclude people, that eliminate people, then that is not truth. And I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to stick by that. That isn't truth because truth is rooted in love. And if people are like, well, my truth is Palestinians need to be, you know, eliminated. That's not a truth. That's human ego acting from a sense of survival. That is like fight mode magnified a thousand times over. 
where there is this perceived threat. That's not a truth. That is ego. The truth comes from the heart in recognizing the humanity of each other and trying to create a space that includes everybody. And so I will say that in another group, another Facebook group, I posted my offering for speaking your truth and a woman, I got a notification that a woman left a comment, but her profile picture is of the Israeli flag. And so I chose not to read that comment. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it unread. I'm not even going to go back in that group because I know it's going to activate my nervous system. And now I know that I have a privilege to look away. I have a privilege to set those boundaries. And so here's one other thing to discern what you can bear witness to, what can help you evolve and what can be detrimental to you. You know, because I know some people would be like, well, you should read that comment just so you know what's out there. Maybe I will, but right now I'm not ready for it. So I'll wait until my nervous system can feel okay with that. Right? So there's a balance and there is nuance. And I may not be speaking so thoroughly or eloquently. I'm just speaking from the version that I am right now in this moment with the knowledge that I have right now in this moment, right? And there are nuances. I want to emphasize that over and over and over again, right? There are nuances that we need to pay attention to. And so this is why it's so crucial for us to really hone our intuition because our intuition can recognize nuance. Our intuition knows when something is aligned and when something is not. Our intuition knows when someone's full of shit, And someone's speaking from a wounded space. And when someone genuinely wants to have a conversation with you. So let us take time to hone our intuition, to tune into the heart and understand where we can be of service where we can bear witness that is powerful and in advocacy for those who are suffering while also caring for ourselves, right? Because I know for some, there is this opt-out or cop-out, depending on your perspective, of, you know what, I can't look at these deaths anymore. I can't look at these children who are being murdered anymore. My heart can't take it. That is a privilege for you to walk away, to look away, to turn away, right? And so my invitation is, yes, take care of yourself. If you need to take a break, do it. Tend to your heart, nourish yourself, but then come back. Because this is how we change the world. This is how we change the outcome. 
so many people are saying, you know, how could the Holocaust happen? How can apartheid in South Africa happen? Because people with privilege who are able to do so look away. They pretend not to see. They just want to be nice. They don't want to rock the boat. And then all the atrocities unfold and it just gets, it just happens. It gets unchecked. And I refuse to let that happen. Even if it's just my little voice on my little podcast with my little group of listeners, the ripple effect, the butterfly, blah, the butterfly effect is real. So I'm going to do what I can from where I'm at and invite you to do the same, to tune to your intuition, to practice nuance, to stand in your truth, to recognize what is ego and what is your heart. You may not know because we need to practice. We've been out of practice of tuning into our heart and our intuition because there are so many external messages. The capitalist society, the machine of capitalism keeps telling us these things that are not aligned with us. The capitalist society structures treat us like machines. So we need to find our humanity again. And if you feel scared about sharing your truth, you're doing, you're doing it right. <laughs> um, yeah, I can help you with somatic practices that ground you. I mean, I just told you one where you can root down, you know, and if you can, I mean, for me, it's winter. So rooting down barefoot in the grass feels a little cold, but you know, some days I might just have to do it to feel the earth, literally skin to earth to help me ground. That's, that's one way. There are other practices, somatic practices, some kundalini yoga practices, some breathing techniques, but some simple ones are like, take a shower, you know, rinse the energy off of you or soak in a bath. Let the water wick it away. Water is a miracle for me, you know, so I invite you to try that. Anyway. All right, my friends. So that's it for today. I, um, I'm going to close the, the episode with a poem by Hafez. Um, and then next week, next week is our 200th episode. Can you believe it? Oh my God. Um, so I feel like there's pressure to have to make it a good one, but we'll see. You know how I am. I just kind of go with the flow. Uh, so here is uh, Hafez poem to close out today's episode. This is called The Body, a Tree. The body, a tree, God, a wind. When he moves me like this, like this, angels bump heads with each other, gathering beneath my cheeks, holding their wine barrels, catching the brilliant tear, pearl, rain. <sighs> so good. All right, my friends. And so I will close this episode as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste.
If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe. Thank you.